0: Hey, this is Tommy Davis, and you're listening to P.F. Tape Recorder.
1: Hello there. I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian and self-described contrarian, Tim Slagle.
0: Well, actually, the, the, the clown car designation always cracks me up. They've been talking about the Republican clown car What's really funny uh, uh, in the Democrat Party right now is that, you know, you're learning the wisdom of spending the whole circuit budget, budget on one cloud.
1: We hear more from Dim in just a bit. Old friend of the podcast, of course, and uh, always good to talk to him about comedy and politics and everything. Uh, the interview was recorded a few weeks ago, so we didn't get to discuss the most recent GOP primary that just happened. But we discussed the GOP field and Hillary and Bernie and, and everybody. And it was a great chat. So uh, something funny happened last week we didn't have time to talk about it because of the massive show we had with lights and alex stone and mike cronin and northern faces and all that so we'll get to that in the dumb bit in just a second uh i also want to tell you that we have the song of the week is from a young australian fella i think you're gonna dig but first let's get to that dumb bit So something interesting and, and some thought funny happened last week. Actually, it happened uh, last summer, not this past summer, but last summer. Um, Gary Lucy, who you may know, is a comedy writer in California. He was the former co-host of the Rock Solid podcast with Pat Francis. And um, a while back, he had messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I'm writing for the show called uh, Food Paradise over on the Travel Channel, and we're going to be in Cincinnati talking about chili. So if you want to be on TV or your kids want to be on TV, maybe you know go out to this restaurant and you'll be on. So I said, oh, yeah, we'll do that. I tipped off my buddy Brian, who you heard. Uh, so I tipped off my buddy Brian, who you heard. A couple of episodes ago, well, actually, more than a couple of episodes ago, uh, we did your favorite band, The Alarm, The Scottish Fella. Okay. So, uh, he loves Cincinnati Chili. And I said, and he's, his boys are two, two handsome, personable kids. I figure you guys are going to definitely be on TV. So they went actually before we did. They went around noon. We went around three in the afternoon. So anyway, we go there and, uh, they film the thing. And I'm thinking, like, of the six of us, and again, we're there separately. They were there a couple hours before, but I'm thinking of the six of us, I am the last person that's gonna be on TV. I've got two beautiful daughters. You got nearly Lizzie and fangirl, and then Brian, a, a Scottish guy who likes Cincinnati chili. Come on, that's a slam dunk. And then his two kids, who are just the most, uh, nicest looking boys, and they're so personable. I forget, they're, everyone's gonna be on TV. I'm not gonna have anything to do with this. So, the thing finally comes out, uh, two weeks ago. It's, a uh, if you wanna look it up on the travel channel, it's, uh, Food Paradise, uh, Hometown Heroes is the episode. And they discuss Cincinnati chili. For those of you not initiated, or uh, if you don't listen to the podcast often, or don't know about Cincinnati, Cincinnati chili is essentially, um, it's chili over spaghetti noodles, but it isn't chili that you're probably familiar with. It's not a Texas chili. It's more of a European meat sauce. It's very thin. Uh, the meat isn't chunky. It's, uh, it's ground beef, but it's not chunky ground beef. It's all like, it's hard to describe, but, um, It's kind of more of a taco consistency meat to it, but it's not that flavor. Anyway, and I first tried it in Cleveland. One of the restaurants down here opened up in Cleveland, and my wife had lived down here for a while and moved back up to Cleveland. We went there. I hated it, <laughs> didn't care for it, and now I love it. Can't get enough of it. So anyway, we went to this place. Uh, so it's just a one, uh, it's not a chain. It's just this one place called Pleasant Ridge, uh, Chile, uh, in this part of town, right by where Record Store that we go to, coincidentally. And uh, the Travel Channel was there. They were filming. Oddly, the guys knew I knew Gary, but they didn't know I just knew him from social media. They thought, oh, yeah, you're, you sound a lot like Gary. You, you talk the same way. I'm like... I've never hung out with Gary. I only know Gary from listening to him on a podcast and from talking to him on Facebook occasionally. So anyway, the uh, episode comes on and we're watching it and the Cincinnati Chili part comes up and the announcer does a little bit of chatting and uh, I'll take it from there. I'll let the announcer do some chatting and and then some idiot talks. You know what chili is, right? And of course, you're familiar with spaghetti. Well, prepare yourself for the Midwest wonder that is Chili Spaghetti. You've heard of, like, the Philadelphia cheesesteak and crab cakes in Baltimore and chowder in Boston, but Cincinnati chili is really where it's at.
0: Chili spaghetti is such a big part of
1: life here. Cincy citizens refer to it simply as chili. Okay, so there you get the idea there. And like I said, they showed fangirl shoveling some into to her mug, and then uh, they, nearly Lizzie was sitting next to me and I was talking, and um, I, Brian did get a chance to, to chat. He uh, gave his, uh, his two cents, or his two pence worth. I don't, do they use pence in Scotland? I guess they do. It's still British currency, right? Anyway, uh, he gave his two pence worth about, uh, Cincinnati chili. So that was all cool. So if you go to the travel channel, uh, website and look up food paradise Cincinnati chili, you can find that and I'll link to it from the Podbean page. Again, if you're listening to this any other way than through uh podbean be it itunes stitcher tune in uh dust huffer whatever that podcasting catching thing is any of those uh just go to pfradio.podbean.com and you show the episode notes will be there and it'll link right to it if you're if you're interested um i'm barely interested but everybody thought this was so funny and here comes the the part that everyone thought was so funny uh is the the chili is served uh, often with cheese and the cheese is very soft. It's a shredded cheddar cheese, but it's it's a lot softer and it's more moist than what you'd find in the kind you buy in the plastic package at the grocery store. And I guess it's because they, they cut it and shred it right there in the back of the restaurant. They take one big hunk of cheese and shred it down. So it's nice and soft and, and fluffy and yummy. And uh, so they bring me a big bowl of it, of course, with the cheese on top of it. And well, here, I'll let you listen. You can take a nap on this cheese and people when we shared this on social media you know the girls did and my wife did and brian did everybody thought everybody in the comment section put you could take a nap on this cheese that was the killer line i don't know as always i always think things are funny that aren't funny and people think that things that people think are hilarious i'm like eh. so anyway uh so that's that that was the funny thing that happened again i was uh you know barely interested in it i thought it was fun and again i, I had no idea i would even be on but check it out if you like We'll move on to the rest of the show now and to our interview with Tim Slagle. Tim Slagle is a stand-up comedian and political satirist who makes his home in Chicago, Illinois. Always good to talk to him about comedy and politics. Here now is our interview with Tim Slagle. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what they say. Although uh, uh, some folks just you know do the opposite. Who was telling me that they uh, they tour in the like in the summer they get to do clubs, but in the winter they're doing like corporate gigs and stuff. One of the Canadian guys was telling me that. Oh. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, how did Crash and Burn go? By the way.
0: Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, it cool. Was, uh, uh, it was. It uh, was. Uh, are we on record yet? Yeah, we're on. Podcast, right. uh, podcast, really good.
1: and city pages. Um, cool. I, I remember you said sometimes it's hit or miss. Uh, Crash and burn is hit or miss for you. Sometimes you said sometimes it you know it's it goes really well and other times it's uh, it's a bit of a challenge. But uh, good shows then.
0: Yeah. No. This one. This was this, this 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 one was really solid. It, it, it's uh, uh, you know they've they, they, they've all had they, every one of them has had their moments and you know I don't want to. Uh, 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 um <laughs> I feel like i'm getting i feel like I'm getting myself in deeper right here <laughs> um it was it was one of the better ones let's, let's just put it that way it was definitely one of the better ones
1: cool did you get a lot of uh, good material out of it Cause i remember you said sometimes you'll uh you know it it it'll develop into something yeah kind of there was
0: yeah there was one year there was one year I only got one line. oh wow and, and, uh, yeah it was uh that was that was that was not good hmm. i uh I think I think I think this one I got uh, uh, I I I got at least ten minutes out of 10, 15 minutes out of so. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. It was uh, um, it was a uh, uh, real dedicated group.
1: <laughs> that's cool. And the other comics did well too. Uh yeah
0: yeah. Uh, um... It was the first one that I invited comics that weren't in the Acme roster, and and, and I think uh, I think I got uh, uh, two uh, two more headliners into the rotation coming. So.
1: Oh oh oh, very good. Well, good for those folks.
0: The third one, the third one was already there. The third one was a
1: Kostas. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Glad to talk to that guy in ages. I just um, I just saw on his podcast the other day he was talking about Bernie Kosar, one of my favorite Cleveland Browns of all time, and I retweeted that uh, out to people. But um, yeah, I forgot he was in that uh, part of that show as well. Cool. Yeah, and,
0: uh, and and Andy Smith, who did pretty well in Last Comic Standing. Yes, is,
1: uh, who got robbed, but yeah, yeah, she did great. Good for her. Wow. I, yeah. She's so it good. It is what it is. It is, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there, there's certain... I mean, it's gotten better over the years, but you just can't escape the fact that, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's a contest and it's a TV show. So, you know, what are you going to so do? It's a
0: TV show first and then it's a contest and, and, and yeah. know, comedy... Stand up, you know, good, pure stand up doesn't really doesn't really do well in either format.
1: No, and you know, even you know, my wife and I, we're we're a pretty tough room, and even if we we're sitting there, we're like, wow, that person is really funny. They should move on, and they don't, and the other, and you know, they they go nuts over these other people, and um, now that's putting the knock on anybody's comedy, but sometimes it's just not my bag, and uh, but they'll move them on, you know, and I'm like, eh, okay, if if you think so. Um, so what what have you been uh, doing most of the, these days? I mean, you know, when you're not doing stand-up comedy, I know you have, you have other interests going on. Uh, you, you're doing corporate work, or what? What's taking up your time?
0: Well, most of the time in the summer, I, I just I just stare at the phone trying to will it to ring. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it. it I, I've, yet, I've yet, you know it, it, it's 30 plus years in the business and I've yet been able to uh, to, to, to get over the fact that you know, you're not going to do anything all summer don't even don't even worry about it enjoy the time off but no, no, uh, here I am in the office just staring at the phone trying to will it to ring huh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah, I do uh, uh, you know, besides that uh, it, it, it's the clubs that I don't know if I've mentioned this before. The clubs, the clubs are, uh, uh, are are constantly turning over. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a certain age of people in the club.
1: I have noticed you know, you that. Got, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. You've got you, you've got staff in their twenties, management in their thirties and forties, and, and, and comics right in you know rate right, right, right in between that demographic. So once you know. But once you start getting further away from that, that club of youth, there's not as much interest. So, yeah, I do have to rely on, you know, uh, places where I do have to hang out with kids my own age. Huh. <laughs> I, uh, you know, a, a country club's private party.
1: Well, yeah, I would think uh, that, you would, that, that would be a good fit for you, though. I mean, overall. A country club? Well, not country clubs, you know, uh, corporate events, things like that, because you know you're yeah. you're not controversial. Yeah, but the,
0: the country club—that's that, that, that is something. That is something. It, it it just proves that no matter how well defined you think you have your life, never you never know where it's going to end up. Yeah. That's... Because because you know if you would, if you had talked to me 20 years ago about uh, whether whether I thought that I that, that my act would ever be a, a, a perfect fit with a country club, I would have laughed at you yeah but, uh, 20 years ago I I, I I rebelled against everything that the country club stood for, and now it's, uh, now it's like it's like my core demographic
1: So you came around.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm reminded Jay Leno was talking about cruise ships once, and he. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, he's talking about Vegas, and he said, "I don't know if Vegas has gotten hipper or I have," is the way he put it. But oh. uh, but but Vegas is a real solid place for comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah it does seem uh, like that's um.
0: You just... I avoided doing I avoided doing the Jay Leno voice when I said that. <laughs> but, but, but the math on that, the logic on that doesn't really work. What, what do you mean? Well, he said, "I don't know if Vegas has become more hip, or I have." Is the way he said it. Oh. And that, that And that's really not how the formula would work. Either Vegas, either Vegas would have to become more hip, or he would have to become less hip. Oh. In, okay. order, for yeah. him, for, in order for him to fit into Las Vegas.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and. and uh, I think most people who followed Jay Leno's career would would uh, would would play heavier on the ladder.
1: <laughs> uh, are you a fan of Jay's or? Are...
0: You know, I don't. I, I don't really have anything bad to say about Jay. Uh, I, I'm I, I'm not going to diss him. I, you know, he uh, somebody somebody pointed out that when we were when we were coming up that Jay Leno was our Bruce was, was our Bruce Springsteen. He was uh he was a, he was the east coast working class kid that, uh, that 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 put the work ethic into his comedy yeah. and, and and just uh, just gave you know stellar incredible uh uh extended shows and 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 and, and you know worked 365 nights a year. It it, it just uh everybody everybody looked up to him and then you know when he started doing the Tonight Show it just it just seemed to get watered down and, and a lot of us couldn't believe that that was the same Jay Leno that we had we had all admired.
1: yeah it's, it's weird because I've um, talked to a lot of people uh, about different aspects of different people's careers and uh, I was talking to somebody the other day like you look at Seinfeld there's a whole generation of, of young people that think of Jerry Seinfeld as a sitcom star, who also does stand-up comedy, where you and I are like, oh, no, no, he's a stand-up comedian, you know, back from the old Letterman show and all that, who then got a sitcom, and it's just weird how people, and I guess that's the same thing with Jay, though, there's a generation of people that know him as a talk show host that also is a comedian, even older people, probably, who weren't comedy aficionados, but watched a lot of late-night TV, are like, oh, yeah, he's the host of The Tonight Show.
0: Yeah, the only thing I can compare that to in my day is probably Jamie Farr
1: I I don't follow I, to me he's the he's Klinger on mash what uh, how do you
0: that's right but 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 the people but to, to people who went to nightclubs uh, uh. Uh, probably you know probably especially around the uh, uh Detroit area he was a stand-up comedian
1: I did not know that
0: uh-huh
1: wow how about that the, uh,
0: yeah uh, um he, he, he actually, there's a there, there, that. I, I, for some reason, I thought I mentioned this before. I don't know. I mentioned it a lot because I, I I just get it kicked out of it. He uh he he, he was on a uh, uh, F Troop, an episode of F Troop.
1: Yeah, I remember that?
0: Okay, so I didn't tell you that.
1: No, I think in, I've in heard in a this. Previous
0: I, discussion.
1: I don't think I don't think I've heard your version. I think I've heard. I remember he was on F. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: he just did. Uh, he just did. He just did a character on F Troop where he was stand-up bull bull. As opposed to sitting bull. Okay. You go around from teepee to teepee entertaining.
1: Huh. No, I didn't. No, that the part I didn't know. I just knew that he had guessed it. That was one of the things he'd done yeah. before MASH. That's all I knew. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, he, uh, no, he, okay. it, 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 it's actually horrible. It's, uh, 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 <laughs> my squaw, hmm, my squaw's so fat. When she sits <laughs> around teepee, she sit him around teepee. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Man,
1: that is. And and but you can
0: still, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can still yeah, show it you couldn't do on television today right. huh?
1: but you can still show yeah I was going to say but you can still show the repeats God bless them um, it's weird I show uh, Warner Brothers cartoons to my comedy writing class and uh, it says in the uh, I think it's either in written in the and the actual packaging, or it's a, a disclaimer before it starts, it says, hey, look, there are some things in here that aren't going to look right, and that was just the, the the time that it was, and it's a reflection of the time that it was, and here it is, and Warner Brothers didn't uh, delete any of that stuff, and uh, I think if you look at it with that eye, you can go, okay, yeah, there's some things that are kind of, you know, unseemly, but you look at it back and go, it's, it's 1935, that's that's the country in 1935, It's not, and it's not trying to be, a, a even though a lot of the stuff is timeless, a lot of the stuff isn't, but that's okay. Um, so um, what was I gonna? Oh, of course the uh, the the big thing, of course the, the the we always talk about this, but now I think it's more timely. The twenty sixteen election. Are you following? Boy, this one,
0: you... this one, this one, this one, this one's shaping up to be fun, isn't
1: it? Oh my god, really interesting. <laughs>
0: It, it, uh, uh, it, it, if, if anything, you've got to be grateful to, to, to uh, Donald Trump for making it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 right now, I think the only one that takes Donald Trump seriously is Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, but yet yeah, he still he's still polling pretty well. Although, of course, you know polls are rubbish, as they, you know, most experts will tell you. But
0: uh... well, I, I I think and I, and I hope I'm right. That uh, that, that, uh, that that the polls at this point are not because of the unusual nature of this election. That the polls are not reflective of how the election is going to shake down. I think I, I I really think that people are saying that they really like Trump, uh, just 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 because they they really like Trump. I. I can't imagine that a lot of these people are going to go into going and pull the well, you know, pull the curtain anymore. But you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: yeah. And
0: and, and and then when they're alone with themselves in front of that screen, I I, I think they're going to go, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe maybe there is a genuine uh, uh, push behind you know behind someone that just that just says what he thinks. Yeah. It, 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 uh, the, you know, the Tourette's
1: party. Yeah, well, if he hasn't offended everybody that is in the voting populace by the time we get to the election, one. And I think saying you like somebody when a pollster telephones you versus walking down to the voting booth and actually, you know, making that check mark or pushing that button or pulling that lever, uh, that's a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and you know that's the other thing, and you just said it right there. If he hasn't offended everyone, I think that's kind of been a problem with politics. Is that it, 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 it actually? It's uh, um, is it, it, people look at segments. You know, they don't. They don't. They, they don't just look at people that vote. They say, you know, that, that there's a Hispanic segment, and then yes. there's, there's yeah. the Black segment, and then there's the yeah, woman yeah. segment, and it really is you know it's a, it's a political strategy. but if you really think about it it's kind of wrong you know we, yeah. in, in 2015 we should not be segregating people. We should not you know and, and, and I think a lot of people and I think you know it's it, it, you know I do believe uh, uh, that that's the reason why comedy is 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 so popular right now is we're, we're so politically correct that is that is everything that gets said has to be measured against every single demographic to make yes. sure it's clear and, and 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 Trump isn't doing that Trump is Trump is talking to Americans like they're Americans not like they're black Americans or well, Hispanic Americans I would or,
1: I, no I would disagree with that because he's saying those people aren't Americans and will never be Americans and shouldn't be Americans. And that, that that's where I think he's kind of losing some people. But I was—I heard uh, that Jorge Ramos on uh, NPR this morning, I was listening to a podcast you know, about when he got thrown out of uh, Trump's uh, press conference. And they played an interview with him on, on the media from a couple of years ago. And he's saying, you know, we're 17% of the population. And even for a lefty like me, I'm like, I know, I, I get it. But should, if you really want to go with we are 70% of the population, because that, like you're saying, you're segmenting yourself, and maybe that's not the best idea, Maybe the best idea is to say, "Hey, we're Americans too, not we're seventeen percent of the population." I thought that was, and if that stuck out to me, then you know yeah, no,
0: yeah. no, exactly and, and the weird thing about hispanic that that, that categorization of hispanic it, it, it means nothing it's a, It's a group of people in America who whose, whose native languages kind of sound
1: the same? Yeah, that's true. well well there was another report again that I on the media did where they pointed out that you know you look at uh, you know Mexican culture and even other Central American countries and of course Spain and uh, widely different and people don't really consider that like as you know we're similar to the Canadians and the Australians and the British, but we're also very different in a lot of ways as well. So yeah, I guess on the yeah. other side of it, there's people don't recognize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and,
0: and, and like I said, it's not even the same language because Brazilians are considered Hispanic as our Venezuelans.
1: Yes, but, and,
0: and they speak a completely different language. So it's so it's not even the same language that unites them. Yeah, it's not even the same. It's not even the same region of the world because I believe that people in Spain are considered Hispanic.
1: Yes, but uh, I was telling my uh, my daughter this. I was joking around saying that you know. So I'm, you know, trying to still looking for a permanent gig, and I thought I should uh, uh, put, uh, I wanted to see if I could put if I was Latino on my, uh, on the job application thing because I'm, I'm half French and French is a Latin language. And I looked it up, and it turns out, no, when they mean uh, Latino or Spanish, they mean people from these specific countries and regions. And, of course, my daughter got really upset with me and goes, don't ever do that, please. Well,
0: well, 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 maybe yeah. you could speak French with a Haitian accent. May- maybe. Oh, I, think, I, think that <laughs> would actually, I think that would actually make you
1: Latino. Well, that could be. But I, a friend of mine, uh, she uh, was, she's the daughter of a, uh, an American woman. Her mom was American from Pennsylvania, and her dad was a Spanish diplomat. So she is, in fact, Hispanic, even though she's not from uh, the place that I think people would traditionally think of being as Hispanic, Mexico, Central America, South America, things like that. And uh, I thought that was kind of uh, uh, interesting.
0: Well, there was a story about 20 years ago about some kid that, uh, that, is, that is, uh, uh, is his mom or dad they grew up in South Africa and they moved here. And he was applying to Harvard, and he checked the African-American
1: body. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and uh, uh, when Harvard found out about it, they they, 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 uh, they accused him of fraud. They, they, they tried to throw him out of school. Huh. And I think he eventually left because of the pressure. But, wow. But they said, you can't do that. He goes, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, if you're gonna, you're gonna if you're gonna use that, you know that yeah. a, a continental denomination. Yeah, it, it, it's your fault. It's your fault for pretending that a continental origin uh, uh, signifies a race.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, what are you what are you gonna do? So, uh, how do you think this election is gonna gonna shake down? You think that the uh, that the the, the On the left, we're going with presumptive nominee, and on the right, the the clown car is going to shake down into Bush, Walker, or Rubio? Well, actually, the
0: the, the clown car designation always cracks me up. That's what what it it, is. They've been talking about the Republican clown car. What's really funny uh, uh, in the Democrat Party right now, is that you know you're learning the wisdom of spending the whole circuit budget budget on one cloud? Oh yeah, I, uh, well you're, you're just one you're just one escape chimp away from losing the whole tent.
1: Exa- as Gordon Gecko said, that's a dog with a different set of fleas. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I said that for a long time. I'm like, boy oh boy, we better be absolutely sure because there's nobody on the bench. You can't look down the bench at uh, anybody to come in and and start sinking them. Much as we love Bernie, you know, they're uh, unfortunately the the other side is. Is way good at you know uh, blaming people that have no power and no money, and that's not that's gonna be Bernie's gonna be like Ralph Nader in in, in 2000, unfortunately. And there's absolutely nobody after that, whereas at least you've got people that you know have ex, you know experience, have governed, have been in government. Uh, they're mostly nuts, I think. But uh, I think we get Jeb. <laughs> I think we get Jeb. I I think we get Rubio as a vice president. Although I think really he's the best. Uh, I think he's the best one of the bunch. Cuz at least I get his points. I don't agree with them, but I understand them. And in interviews, you know, he he comes across as genuine at least. I don't I don't have a this feeling that, you know, there's there's more to it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he's got a he's got a lot of crossover. I yeah. don't think I don't think Hillary's going to make it through the uh, through the primary. If she if... Uh, that, 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 that's my opinion. Really, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think she's got uh, she's in trouble. I I, 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 don't know how people don't see this. I mean, she is, she has, she has literally violated laws. It, it, it's and and it depends on, on whether or not she makes it. The only the only reason why she she, she she's not. Uh, being charged is because of uh you know because of who who runs the Justice Department. Um she uh, uh and they can they can they can pull the they can pull the candidate at any point. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and 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 that's it. I and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that uh, uh that the Obama administration does not want her uh to be the nominee. Uh, Monica Crowley did a great article on uh, uh, on that that uh, that that, uh, that this administration is really concerned about his legacy and doesn't believe uh, that Tory will carry it on. Uh huh. That that he is that he is that he wants Biden. Yeah, because he if... wants a, he wants a Biden Warren ticket. Yeah. And, uh, uh, because even and if... the day after that article came out, um, Biden met with Warren.
1: So even if Biden loses, it still preserves uh, Obama's legacy.
0: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think there's confidence. I think there's confidence that, that, that Biden, you know, I think there's confidence in the administration that Biden can win. Yeah. But, uh, you, you, you know, as is with most administrations, you know, is that the vice president, you know, Uh, uh, No matter how much different the vice president is from the president, and I don't think you can get a wider disparity (laughs) uh, between president and vice president, between Obama and Biden. uh, um, No matter how much different, you know, it's always an administration that goes out well, always hands it over to the vice president. Yeah, uh, uh, In,
1: in most cases, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, you know it almost it almost almost happened with Gore. It happened with uh, 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 Bush and uh, uh, after Reagan. Happened uh, almost happened with Nixon after Eisenhower. It, it's uh, there's a huge advantage to the vice president, but yeah. And hmm. again, I don't think that I, I, I don't think that uh, there, there's ever been a, a, a vice president that's, that, 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 that's been a bigger joke.
1: <laughs> Joe Biden. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you, you did have Dan Quayle, so, and I don't think I don't think it's that Biden is a, a joke. I just don't think it's. I, I think he's a brighter guy than people give him credit for. But he also kind of like is uh, kind of that uh, weird uncle that just you know inadvertently bumbles into things. You know. Yeah. I I think I think a joke is a is a bit damning. I do, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna uh, if he gets the nomination. Uh, can't I don't see him winning. I mean, I hate to say that, but, um, but
0: well I, unless Trump
1: goes third party yeah boy well how about this? Uh, Trump goes third party, Bernie Sanders goes third party, and then it's like it's like a British or Canadian election where they have to build some kind of a coalition and everybody <laughs> finally gets their wish that we have the parliamentary uh, which by the way, people don't realize would be a disaster. I love my Canadian brothers. Parliamentary people always are claiming that and saying, "Oh, this two-party system." Well, you know, maybe if you got the 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 money out of it, it might be different. But yeah, people always say they want that British and Canadian thing, where you know you have more parties. There's still only two parties basically in Britain. There's still only two parties in Canada. Don't fool yourselves. It's just that they're divided. There's up.
0: no way. To, there's, there's no way to get the money out. By the way. I, I, I know that uh, I, I know that the left really likes that idea, and, and that's a that, that, that it's a real utopian ideal. There's absolutely no way to get the money out.
1: Yeah, it's I it's it's just very frustrating though because yeah, this whole you know money is free speech thing is you <laughs> because know. the
0: only way the only way to get the and we shouldn't want to either because the only way to get the money out of politics is is by allowing the government. To dole it out. So you can't spend a dime on a campaign unless the government gives it, you know, unless you get it from the government. Well, at that point, you're allowing the government to, to, to validate candidates. It's, no, we're not going to give you any money, you're not a valid candidate. I, I, I mean, that will have to happen.
1: Yeah, that's it's, true. It's, once yeah, you allow, that's... Hmm. Once you
0: allow the government to choose who gets to run... Um, that's uh, that's no. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's that's, uh, that's no longer democracy or yeah. <laughs>
1: that is that is a tough nut to crack because you know on the other side of it, if the, the more the more money you have, the more speech you have. Apparently, so if you're going to go with money as is, is free speech, you know.
0: So, well, but, but 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 I mean, it's true. You've got to buy. You've got to buy the soapbox Yeah. You can't get you can't get you know you can't get an ad in the New York Times without money. You can't get an ad. You know, we, we, we can't mandate that newspapers and television cover people I mean you, you know you have to give this much you, you can't really do that yeah there's too many there's too many you know unless you control the internet and cable which which the FCC doesn't at this point or, or minimally yeah you, you can't you know there's no way that you can actually force people to watch uh, uh, political ads and, and then the problem is even if you did, people, it, it, it's just such an advantage to incumbents that people don't see that. Yeah, that's true. President Obama goes to Alaska. Right. Okay, it, it changes the name of Mount McKinley. Now, was that uh, an actual president action, or was that a campaign trip? Well, you can always disguise a campaign trip. If oh, yeah. You was running for office, I would, I, would, I would say it was obviously a campaign trip.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for like first timers or, you know, people like, and the only reason that people are covering Trump, of course, is because he's a, a TV star. But if he's, you know, another businessman, like who, like, like, well, Perot, uh, years ago when he ran, he came out of, it out of nowhere. And yeah, he, he would be getting no coverage at all. I mean, people at first, you know, oh, this millionaire is running for president. But, you know, he, it's not the level that Trump is that people have this fascination. And yeah, you're right. That would be uh, the, the incumbents definitely just by being in the news or holding a press conference. They're, you're getting FaceTime right there.
0: Yeah, it's it's essentially it's getting the money out of politics would be tantamount to uh, one-party rule. Um, it would it would essentially it would essentially we uh, would be no different than North Korea or, 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 or any of those other other uh, you know, the other places.
1: All right, any uh, you want to make a prediction here? We'll make predictions on who the, what the tickets are going to be.
0: <laughs> I can't. You can't. I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't have a clue at this point. I, I, I oh, it's, like, uh,
1: it's like fantasy football I uh, uh, guess you,
0: you know if you, 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 if you would have talked to anyone a month ago it would have been Clinton Bush but that was yes. before I mean yep. that was before the criminal investigation of Clinton mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and the fizzle of Bush. I mean I've, I've, I've never seen anyone go down in the polls quicker or harder be, you know for, for being the front runner to obscurity in the, in the, in the matter of a month.
1: Well, I'll say like uh, the one thing I'm pretty confident, comp- I think somewhere I have a feeling Rubio ends up as the vice presidential candidate at least on the Republican side. So I'm gonna I'm betting on Rubio to place in that, in that race. And uh, yeah, but
0: when, we, yeah, but when you're doing that, you're also you're you're also uh, you're you're also discounting the possibility if it's an establishment Republican that gets the nomination. Yeah. They're going to want they're going to they're going to want to bring in they're going to want to bring in uh, uh, more hardcore conservatives onto the ticket. So in that case, they're going to go. Yeah. They're probably going to go with someone like Cruz or Paul. Um, if it's hmm. uh, uh, you know, and then then don't and if they're running against Hillary, there's a good chance that they might that they might tap Fiorina, uh, so, so that there's some you know so that there's at least some sort of gender parity on the ticket. Yeah. Well, you got a headache thinking about this all day. It's uh, it's you know right now it's right now it's anyone you know it's uh, I I I I can I can tell you who it won't be
1: okay okay
0: (laughs) it won't be O'Malley no it won't be Lindsey Graham
1: no or Bobby Jindal or uh, yeah. Well, well, you know, I I, I still think Jindal's got more of a chance than Lindsey Graham. Wouldn't it be funny if next summer when you're at Acme, we're talking about the Lindsey Graham versus O'Malley ticket?
0: Yeah. <laughs> because some disasters happen. Yeah, yeah. it will be, how did that
1: happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> long see this. Well, okay, man. Uh, i got to jump back up into the office here and uh, eat my lunch before uh, they're looking for me. Um, But great talking to you again. Have fun up there at at Acme, as always, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, bye. All right, then, bye. again tim flagle for being on the show um i boy i really wanted to call bs on the uh hillary clinton committed crimes thing because i, had to, I was like yeah, i don't think that's right i didn't have the facts to pull i had to record that uh in my car in the parking lot at work because i don't want to like use any of the offices there because and it's a long story but to get that interview with tim i did not have all the uh all the tools at my disposal that i needed but um Yeah, it turns out that maybe that isn't the case. But anyway, always great to have Tim on the show. As you always say, you know, Tim, a a guy with some conservative views who is, uh, you know, very uh, thoughtful, and he, he's uh, he's not crazy, but he is wrong. <laughs> and he always gets a kick out of it when I say that. That always makes him laugh. All right, so anyway, uh, you can catch Tim. Uh, well, just go to Tim's website. He has a lot of private events now and things like that, but uh, you can probably catch him at a comedy club uh, somewhere, I'm sure, or call your local comedy club and say, hey, I'd like to hear that Tim Slagle guy. That would be a good idea because uh, sometimes he will, uh, you know, uh, dig guys out and say, hey, come to our club. So let me see. We're up to the song of the week, but I want to get some other things out of the way. Let me see here. Oh, thanks to Gary Lucy again for uh, getting us on the TV there with that travel channel thing. I'm not even sure Gary's working on that show anymore, but it was nice of him to tip us off and uh, to get us on telly, as they say. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, I'm going to have an interview in a couple of weeks with um, I don't know if you guys remember uh, way back, like at episode seven or nine, I think it was, my high school buddy and radio partner, Bob Gray, of course, was on talking about... You may have heard this story. He was on other shows talking about it. He got a cell phone number, and it turns out they gave him comedian Nick Swartzen's old cell phone number, so he was getting calls for Nick Swartzen, and it was kind of a funny story. Well, anyway, uh, Bob was talking about a screenplay he was working on uh, about a local legend in the hometown uh, where we grew up, Mentor, Ohio, and actually takes place in a neighboring town. A group of people called the Melonheads. Anyway, Bob wrote a screenplay... Screenplay didn't really go anywhere, but it fell on the hands of uh, a book publisher, and they said, hey, we'd like to make a novelization of this, and it's going to come out October 1st, I've got an advanced copy, I'm going to start reading tonight, as a matter of fact, and then Bob's going to come on the show and talk about the the Melonheads, and I understand there's different Melonhead legends around the Midwest, I think the one Bob wrote about, the curlton one, is probably the most famous, or the most well-known, or the most followed, it's still talked about a lot, where we grew up. I don't know if the other ones, like in Western New York and other places, are talked about, but um, it's a cool story. Bob will talk about that. And then it turns out Bob is friends with somebody out in California. Uh, he's going to try and get him on the podcast for me. This would be very huge, although maybe not be. It'd be pretty huge to most comedy aficionados. It is more huge to me, having come from Cleveland, and that's the only hint I will give you. And it's not Bernie Kosar. It's somebody in comedy, and it's not Drew Carey. So not you, so you can probably guess who it is from there. If you just go down the list of all, although a lot of funny people came from Cleveland, but if you think really hard about it and you know who came from Cleveland out of the comedy scene, I'll give you a hint: the '70s. Hopefully, Bob is not BSing me, and he really does know this guy, and he really is best mates with him, and uh, they hang out, and he'll come on the podcast. it will be amazing. So we'll hear from Bob about the Melonheads. We'll hopefully hear from this uh, big comedy guest in a couple of weeks, and now it's up to the song of the week. Song of the week comes from a gentleman from Australia named Nick. De La Hoyne, and he does kind of that uh, rappy, singy kind of thing, kind of like examples been doing over the past couple of years. The song we're going to play is called The Longest Way and it puts me in the mind of that uh, Stereo Hearts by Adam Levine and uh, Jim Class Heroes only in that it's part rap and part sung, and it's also a case of where the melody is so good the song that you just wish the whole thing was sung you know that's the, and that's you know we, you know stereo hearts of course paradise had that amazing cover where they sang the whole thing and really showed what a beautiful song it was and nothing against rap it's just that the melody is so good in stereo hearts the whole thing should be sung same thing with this song by Nick Dalehoy in the longest way uh, the sung part is so beautiful you're going to think wow he should have sung that whole thing but anyway if you like both your rap and your pop music, we're, we're going to dig this uh, even more. Song of the Week is from Nick De La from Australia, The Longest Way. So long and thanks for listening.
2: The Wasting days, 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 days That heart, that beat, that sound That heart, that beat, that sound That heart, that beat, that sound That race, that rush, that crap can you feel it all around you, face it? Still chasing dreams, so patient. Can't have being in my room, riding lyrics all day for the world to approve it. Can you feel what I'm feeling? Feeling the pressure I make when I think that I'm fearing. Can't stop it, can't hold it Everything is going down like it's rolling Rolling so fast She never feel the pain when it's hidden in the back Now it's gonna change and I really wanna grab And if it's in my way then I knock it all flat Everybody sees what they want But they're too scared to get it Like what will they say if they regret it Cause I hold on to what I have done I know I've never been much but I had some And now I'm changing the ways that I feel So put it all together, I'm making it real The wasting. today was a drug to me the feelings that i get when i pump the beat emotion that i feel when i put a pen of paper the real life moment i call a money maker words running through my head now i can't stop it that journey that life is the only option that way that drug that fusion the one thing in the world that can do this now watch it all